Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a kick. And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house, sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. And Aaron, I am just so fired up. SEC football is back this weekend. Yes, the NFL has been in full swing for two weeks. We've had great football in the ACC and in the Big 12. The Big Ten is coming back. Later on in October, who knows about the Pac-12, but Murray, the time is here. SEC football is back this weekend, September 26th, and I am excited. We're going to talk about what happened last weekend. We'll give a quick preview as to what we're going to talk about on Thursday or Friday show, but my man, I am blessed, grateful, thrilled. How are you doing? Oh, man, I'm with you on that one. It's uh, it's like Christmas week. You wake up a few days away. Get all the excitement yes. going on. It's been it's been a great appetizer with some of these other conferences. I mean, we're we're an SEC country. SEC ball is the best ball in, in the land, and uh, but it's been it's been good, honestly. You know, I've enjoyed watching some more NFL. It's been good watching some of these ACC teams, especially your Miami Hurricanes, who you just okay. love. Okay. It's been good watching those guys, and uh, it's been fun kind of watching the Big Twelve just played terrible god that conference over the weekend once <laughs> again in mean, oklahoma state wow yeah we think we didn't think it could get any worse for the big 12 i mean they, they still won but the fact that they struggled against tulsa that entire football game uh it just was not a good look for that conference like i said they did not play well uh, uh two weeks ago so um it's been great appetizers but the big boys play this weekend great matchups and yes. the more you kind of dive into them Remember when everyone uh, was kind of complaining a little bit that, oh, week one's not that great. There's not that many great matchups. They're just kind of easy into the season. Dude, there's a bunch of great SEC games. Like, no all these, I mean, there's a couple that are going to be blowouts. I mean, you and I can kind of say that right now. Alabama's going to just destroy Missouri. That's For one sure. of them. Um, and maybe another one. But overall, I think they're all great matchups. They're going to be four-quarter ball games. 
And it's going to be, uh, I think, in my opinion, really good football this weekend to watch. No, there's no doubt. It is an exciting time, and it's 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 exactly what we've been waiting for, which I'm just so thrilled about. And if you've been following along, I know you have. Be sure to follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Aaron Murray Eleven. And check out our YouTube page because I'm looking at Aaron Murray right now, and he got a high definition 4K camera, so he looks. As good as he ever has, so our YouTube videos will be crystal clear for you to go check out on our brand new website, puntandpass.com. Head over there, it's football season, pick up some merch in the locker room, read the blog, see our punt pass and picks each and every week. Murray, you and I again went two and three, so we're off to a little bit of a slow start. Four and six, both of us on the season, but now we're getting into our bread and butter, which of course is SEC football, so check out puntandpass.com, follow us on all social media Let's go to one game that happened last weekend, one that I called perfectly. Of course, we'll start in that regard. But Georgia Tech hosted Central Florida. Central Florida, ranked number 14. Georgia Tech coming off that huge win in Tallahassee against Florida State in Week 1. And there's a lot of positivity and optimism around the Georgia Tech football program in Coach Collins' second season. Now, you pointed out something great. UCF missing a lot of players. I think 10 or more players Mm -hmm. opted out of the 2020 season. Yes, they were going on the road. Yes, Georgia Tech had the momentum. But I kind of pumped the brakes and I said, you know what? I'm rolling with the better team here. It was fantastic to see Georgia Tech get that victory. It was great to see the media here in the Southeast and Atlanta specifically say there might be something special behind this. Yes, it's just the first game, but it's a great sign in Coach Collins' second season. I said not so fast. I pulled the lead course, and I said, absolutely not. Central Florida is going to wipe the floor with Georgia Tech. It was a fake facade of success because Florida State's so bad, and I was right. I was vindicated. I laid the seven and a half points. It was one of my two wins against the spread last weekend. UCF beat Georgia Tech 49-21, to but to the Yellow Jackets' credit, they hung around for the first half. Second half, UCF just opened it up, and Tech couldn't keep up. Yeah, and and listen, that that offense for UCF is it's lightning fast. It's amazing to me how many plays they can get in, how fast they can go. Dylan Gabriel, their quarterback, looked really efficient. Uh, and and I was a little worried, you know, first game of the season for them. Like you said, Georgia Tech had some momentum heading into the game, but I I, I love team. I love the American. I I, yeah. I feel like I say it every single week, but this conference is really darn good. I mean, I, I said it in my first comments of the show. Big 12 has trash. trash this year. ACC is better. I think ACC this year, I mean, I go back to last season. I thought the American was a better conference from top to bottom yep. than the ACC. I think the ACC has gained some depth this year. Obviously, adding Notre Dame's huge. North Carolina looks to be a good football team. Miami, Miami looks really good. So that conference is deeper, better, stronger. But I still think the American with teams like UCF and teams like Cincinnati yeah. and a few more – why not still? I know the addition of the Big Ten and they're going to be playing this year. Maybe uh, for some people thought, oh, man, now that now that doesn't give a chance for a group of five to possibly get into the playoffs. If the Big 12 continues to play terrible football and Oklahoma slips up, because right now it looks like it's Oklahoma. I, yeah. I don't know. Texas, you just know, they look good week one. But Texas has been the little brother for Oklahoma for a long time. And I just sure. don't see them getting over that hump. Tom Herman, he's just not as good as a coach. So. Oklahoma is the is 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 the team in that conference, but if they stumble and if the American continues to look dominant like they have for the past three or four years, 
and, and there's an undefeated UCF, there's an undefeated Cincinnati. I just want to see these guys get the respect they deserve and get an opportunity to play with the big boys because year after year after year after year, they continue to win football games. They continue to prove their strength and they're not rewarded for it. So um, like I said, I hope they do get the shot because th- this win this week against a, a better Georgia Tech team, like this, once again, this yeah, is not yeah, a dominant ACC team, but a better Georgia Tech team and a good conference in the ACC and they beat them on the road, 49-21. They should continue to earn more and more respect, in my opinion. No, I totally agree with you. And once the American Athletic Conference gets into the swing of things and starts playing each other on a consistent basis as this season rolls on, I think that clear emerging leader will step up and start to put themselves in the national conversation against maybe a Big 12 team that slips up, against maybe a lackluster start from the Big Ten. They're going to be well-positioned. They just need to play consistent. A great look for Central Florida to beat a Power 5 opponent. does not matter who the Power 5 opponent was, as I said last week. But you just talked about ACAC, Miami in particular. Look, I dumped on Rhett Lashley last week. I questioned Derek King. I said, let's just pump the brakes a little bit. You know, we had one quick seat, one quick look at what they were capable of in Week 1. But they followed it up fantastically last week. It was the Saturday night game of the week, 7.30 p.m. on ABC. And Miami was up at one point on number 17 or 18 ranked Louisville, 47-27 to in the fourth quarter. They win the football game 47-34. to They jumped all the way up to number 12 in the top 25. Derrick King was 18 for 30 for 325 yards and three touchdowns. And that defense, more importantly, Aaron, looks Really good. Miami hosts Florida State this weekend. Of course, we're going to break this game down later on in the week. I'm just telling you right now, Miami's going to be 3-0. They are going to wipe the floor with the Seminoles. Am I in on Rhett Lashley? Have I made the jump to Miami's bandwagon? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I have one foot on. on. If they vindicate my bet this weekend, I'm full on in in the U. Yeah, they look they look great. The, the new turnover chain's pretty damn sweet too. That thing is just heavy, 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 heavy. Yes. And I told you, man, a, a quarterback for a team full of great players. I mean, Miami is is gonna have talent. There, there's no question about it. Year and year, year in and year out, they're gonna get uh, dudes that can play football. You yeah. just need they just need confidence. They need someone to, to believe in. They need someone to lead them. And all of a sudden, you get a, a quarterback like Derek King. A leader, a guy that's played a lot of football, a guy that was super successful at Houston, 50 touchdowns yeah, in a season, candidate. Heisman candidate, and then you're like, holy smokes, like that, this this was the missing piece. Um, listen, I, before people want to say, oh, they're going to beat Clemson or they're going to beat North Carolina or they'll have a chance if they do end up playing Notre Dame at some point, like let's pump the brakes here. I mean, there's that's still great. a lot, a lot to go. This team is not, they're not Clemson. Uh, I think right now they, I think they played North Carolina at some point this season on the win. They, they think that would be a good game. They don't play Notre Dame, I believe, uh, but they they are a top four team, and like I said earlier, a, a more competitive ACC, a more dominant ACC, and, the and top four team build, in the ACC. Yeah, okay, and, and you can yes. build on that, I would say. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Florida State right now is is uh, it's a little bit trashy. Oh. They don't have oh. a coach, and it's so funny. I mean, you and I literally two weeks ago on the show were saying. You we know how we felt like we thought Florida State was a right better now. position um, because we like the head coach a little bit yeah. better. We thought they had a little bit more talent, a little bit more to work with, and uh, like I said, one position, just the quarterback position alone, has completely changed this Miami offense, this Miami football team, the culture, the excitement, 
And they're going to be fun to watch this season because, like I said, they got plenty of talent. Cameron Harris at running back, uh, Jordan at tight end, and then Derek King. And that defense is only going to get continue to get nastier and nastier. So they are a team to watch out this entire season. Yeah, no doubt. That was one of your wins last week on pump, pass, and pick. You were confident about Miami getting the two and a half points on the road. I mean, they absolutely smoked Louisville. They're off to a great start. I wonder if they will be able to keep up that momentum because you know the national narrative is about to get loud around them. And De'Ara King, he has had that on his own spotlight uh, in the past. So I look forward to seeing how they respond. Remember when Coach Rick in Miami got off to a fantastic start just a few years ago? They made it all mm-hmm. the way to number two in the nation and then really stumbled in the last few weeks of the season. But the ACC, Miami, I mean, they've got stuff to play for. So I'm looking forward to following along. Like I just said, okay, I can still be critical of Rhett Lashley, but... If they vindicate, which will definitively be one of my picks this week, Miami laying 10, 12, I don't even care how many points they're going to be favored by. I'm taking them. You just mentioned it. Florida State without head coach Mike Norvell, who's asymptomatic but tested positive for COVID-19, will not be traveling with the team. Miami's defensive ends in particular are fast. They're physical. They have a lot of depth at the position. And Florida State's offensive line is an embarrassment to college football. Florida State's offensive line looks like something that I could be a part of. Put me at right guard. Put me at right tackle since James Blackman is a righty. He could at least see the pressure that's coming his way. It is (laughs) sad. And I think Miami is going to really take advantage of that and go to 3-0 and maybe sneak into the top 10 depending on what happens across the country. All right, so let's look towards this week. Quick episode today, because we're going to have a jam-packed one later on in the week. Murray, we did a show last night for Campus Lord. It'll be out later on this week. We had DeAndre Swift on. It was really cool, and you and I disagree on a lot of games this weekend, so it is going to be a fun episode Mm -hmm. later on this week. But the punt and pass news break curse, whatever you want to call it, happened, of course, last week. You and I are sitting there going, hey, when's Georgia going to wear those sweet throwback jerseys? I published the episode I shit you not, 10 minutes later on my phone, it's like, just announced Georgia's wearing the throwbacks week one at Arkansas. You like that move? I think it's great. I think they look great, and um, Georgia should roll. We'll get to that later on in the week, but it will look fresh, especially with this crisp fall air, SEC football back. I'm just in a good place right now. But I think the most important thing, wear it for a game that you know you're going to absolutely dominate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, that was the problem with the black jerseys. They wore in a game and lost. So then everyone's like, get rid of the black jerseys. You can never wear them again. And, uh, you know, it was unfortunate because I never got to wear a black jersey at Georgia, crazy. which I was depressed about. Do you I have love. One? No, I don't. I would have loved to have one on my wall. You don't even wall. have one. I don't even have one. We didn't wear one. That's it. They completely like took all the black jerseys and just burned them, I think. Uh, so I think this is a perfect situation. Bring out some alternate uniforms, put a waxing on it, get the people excited about the unis, and then bring them out a couple more times this season, I think would be uh, would be awesome. I, I'm a fan of the black ones because I, I do like the collar. I know you don't like the dog collar on them, but the white ones are the are, are the is the better of the two. So uh yes, perfect timing. And I don't want to get too much into the game because, like you said, we're going to be breaking them down later in the week. But hint, hint, Georgia is going to roll against Arkansas. Yeah, no doubt. DeAndre Swift also said last night that he would love to see DeWan Mathis start. Obviously, he knows DeWan really well. He has Mm -hmm. seen DeWan have to put up with that adversary through personal injury and really scary uncertainty of ever being able to play football again. I was delighted to hear DeAndre say, I look forward to seeing Dewan Mathis on the field this weekend. Well, well he's also seen him. He's yeah, also seen him in practice. Course. He knows yeah. he knows the talent. 
He knows the potential. Uh, and that's something I saw from the first time I watched Juan throw the football. I was like, man, this kid, you know, people may look at him as an athlete because he's, he's a long runner, uh, super, super athletic, great speed down the field. But you put him in the pocket, and if he feels comfortable, he can throw with the best of them in this country. So to me, he's a complete package. Yes. He just needs reps. He needs confidence. And that's something that's going to take time. You know, don't expect him to go out there and start throwing four touchdowns a week just because he is this talented. There's a lot to go into the quarterback uh, mentality and, and, and confidence and all that stuff. So baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. But once again, playing a team like Arkansas week one, even though it's on the road, should, if he is the guy, give him some confidence. And right now, I still don't think JT's even clear. No, he's not. So I think game week, the fact that JT is clear, I think uh, all signs point to DeWan being the guy uh, to get that first step this Saturday. No, I, I totally agree. It's going to be really exciting to watch. We'll see who takes those first snaps. I would think it's DeWan. And you you were high on DeWan early, early on when we started to hear his name uh, get whispered when Jamie Newman transferred. Um, and I, I, like, I like your thought process there. I think that the general consensus of the Georgia fan base was this. He was just kind of forgotten, and that's not anybody's fault. The guy had a benign brain tumor. There's so much uncertainty that goes into that. You read the reports. You hear about his recovery. Obviously, everybody wishes him very well, but I think it was just kind of assumed that he might never play football again. So awesome that this could be a fantastic story in all of college football for 2020. But let me just say one thing, okay? I'm sitting here, Aaron. You and I have known each other for years and years, college teammates, Obviously, punt and pass for the past four seasons. To hear the SEC's all-time leading quarterback in touchdown passes and passing yards, obviously Georgia's all-time leading quarterback in that exact same categories as well, tell me that he does not have a black jersey from Georgia. That's mind-blowing. And I know I tweeted out last week to the Georgia football equipment team, we need these jerseys. I need a Butler 13 white and black jersey. And now... For damn sure, Aaron Murray needs an Aaron Murray 11 black and white jersey. So, Georgia Equipment Room, John Meshat, the Come boys. Come on, Meshat, let's we, go. We got to do this, guys. What do we have to do for you? I mean, this is not a one-way transaction. No. We can reciprocate. Tell us what he, needs Misha, to happen. Meshat's a little – I heard he's a pretty good little golfer. So, maybe we'll take oh, him on okay. a nice little round. Okay, I like that. Take him to your hood. Maybe okay. you'll bring me for once to the athletic club. There you go, Misha. Have some fun. A, a home and home if jerseys are delivered. But especially yes. for Aaron Murray. I mean, come on. The guy is I need a, a legend, black And he does not Georgia have a black jersey. Georgia there, there jersey. is a space on my wall in my office – that is just begging for it. So it's, it's ready to go. Whenever Can I send you one delivered. of my jerseys? Can I get a Butler 13 up there in the uh, in the Murray? I would actually case? I actually would love a Butler. I got some extra uh, Murray jerseys too. I got like three of them. Perfect. Um, Done. That, uh, we can do a little switchy. I would love a good 13 right, right to my left. Look at that. Camaraderie right there. I mean, all in the name of camaraderie, no doubt. All right, let's wrap this thing up. I'm just going to touch on two more games. Quick thoughts. Quick thoughts because I know we're going to have an awesome show later on this week. I think this is going to be the best game of the week. You think the next one will be. Number 16, Tennessee, heading to Columbia, South Carolina to take on the Gamecocks. Tennessee's a road favorite here. Three points as of now. 
Look, I love Tennessee's offensive line. I think they're going to be able to run the football. You and I have talked about how we know Jim Chaney really gets in his groove as a play caller when he can run the football. Jeremy Pruitt's defense is going to bring it. There's a lot of momentum around this Tennessee team. And then you just go, ah, but uh, who, Jared Garantano's still the quarterback. quarterback? Yeah, so I don't there. know. Oh. I just think it's going to be a great game. And I saw a tweet this morning. I forget who it was from. Um, but it said, when you watch the Tennessee and South Carolina game, just completely know in your heart that the losing fan base is just going to be devastated. I mean, they will think 2020 is done. South Carolina will think it's the same old, same old. Tennessee will say, Jared Garantano, never more. I think there's a lot on the line for this game. I think it'll be close. That's why I think it'll be game of the week. Uh, I'm going to like the next game we talk about. But, yeah, it, it's going to be a great football game. I, I'll go back to my comments earlier. and People were upset. And they're not upset. I don't even know if it's disappointed, but just we're hoping for maybe a couple big marquee matchups in this first week of SEC ball. But I think th- yeah. this is a great matchup. These for are sure. two evenly teams, evenly matched teams. Um, t- Tennessee, like you said, is coming in with a ton of momentum this year. So I'm excited to watch. I, I really want to see Bobo. I want to see what yeah. Bobo with has Colin up Hill. his sleeve with Colin Hill, a quarterback that he's known for three or four years now, a guy who he's worked with, someone who knows his system. Uh, and if he's ready to bring out all of his tools, because, but you know, obviously I worked with Bobo for a long time, but Bobo's a tremendous offensive coordinator. I know the Georgia fans would give him crap sometimes for certain situations, but, you know, we always had a top three or four offense in the SEC no every flesh. single year. And you and you look at you look at what he did at Colorado State offensively. Look at all the receivers that are now in the NFL that played at Colorado State. Yeah. I mean, he can put some points on the board offensively. It wasn't the offense that killed him at Colorado State. It was the fact that their defense was absolutely horrendous they got him fired there so i'm excited to see what he can do if he can bring some energy to that side obviously you got Muschamp as a defensive kind of minded coach uh, and head coach i think it's a great great combination of some really good coaching minds that could help south carolina this season no question i mean it will be a great game i think and like you just said i mean you guys were averaging like over 40 points a game in bobo's final years at georgia Losing in any situation, especially in the SEC, if you're scoring 40 points in the SEC, you should win that damn football game. It kind of reminds me right now of what the Atlanta Falcons are going through. I mean, for people to give Matt Ryan a hard time, the guy's throwing 70%. He's almost thrown for 800 yards and six touchdowns in two games. It ain't the offense's fault. Mm -mm. The defense has to step up as well. Quickly, Aaron, you think this will be game of the week. Number eight, Auburn is hosting number 23, Kentucky. Auburn's a big favorite here. Seven, eight-point favorite. I just think whenever Kentucky has the ability to take that step forward, they don't do it. It ain't going to happen this weekend. Auburn's going to win. We'll get into detail later on this week, but it will be a good game. I just think Tennessee-South Carolina will be closer. No, I I, I think the other one's going to be closer. I think Kentucky at the line of scrimmage on both sides, offensive and defensive line, uh, are really good. I think that's going to be the key early on in the season, as we've seen watching other conferences play is who can block and who can tackle the best. Yeah. I mean, who Especially can play weeks, yeah. Who can play fundamental uh, football early on until, you know, you, you kind of get the, the, the rust knocked off a little bit. So I think right now Kentucky has that ability to dominate the line of scrimmage, run the football, Terry Wilson's back. Yep. So I, I look, honestly, I look at that game as kind of my, uh, my, my game of the week. Actually, I don't know. There's that freaking – Mississippi State LSU you game. That's what I'm saying. Like, just tease I that real love, quick because that blew my I mind last night. I love that game. Wow. I mean, Drew, I'm trying to there, save Friday. some shoes for our end of the week show over here. So I don't want to peek. Just say, just say, I love this game. 
I love that all game. Right. That's all you need to know. So much good to watch this weekend. That's why I'm excited. I got a Friday game this week. Here we go. Um, so I'll be back 10 a.m. Get that. I got 7 a.m. flight back Saturday morning. Me and the little man are gonna post up on the couch. Yep. He's gonna have his milk. Yep. I'm gonna have a uh, couple trulies. There you go. And we're just gonna <laughs> there you go. Back and it. watch SEC ball all day. It's gonna it. be his first SEC weekend. I love that father son SEC weekend. Nothing yeah. better. Nothing Told better. Sharon she can do like a picnic with her girlfriends. You know, go out, get out of the house. I got, I got little man for the day. And the weather is going to be perfect. It is a beautiful time to be in the southeast and to kick off SEC football. He just said it. We got a huge show lined up later on in the week. It's SEC kickoff. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Punt Pass. Aaron is at Aaron Murray Eleven. I am at Drew Butler. Head on over to PuntandPass.com for our picks, for the blog, for the merch shop, everything that you need for your college football knowledge in one place puntandpass.com. Murray, I appreciate you, my man. Prepare for that game this weekend. We have a jam-packed show coming for you later on this week. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you then. See you.